Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Hello and welcome back to episode number, well, I guess it's not welcome back because this is the first time that you're hearing episode 89, but welcome back to the show. I am really, really excited about today's episode because I think, in fact, I know you will leave this episode with something that you can take away and apply in your life immediately. And isn't that just the best? Because speed of implementation guarantees success. So today's episode is for the person who feels like she's doing everything right, but she's super frustrated because she's not seeing any progress, or maybe she's seeing very little progress towards her sustainable weight loss goal. What gives, right? Well, I'm about to tell you. But first, a disclaimer. I know that there are some of you tuning in to whom this will not apply. This episode will not apply to those who are under eating, to those who have dieted down so far calorically that they are stuck at such a low caloric intake that they will not see progress until they reverse diet and gradually bring their calories back up to maintenance with the help of a professional. I know that some of you listening are not eating enough and are not nourishing your body enough, and it's because of your history with damaging diet culture. I work with several women who find themselves in that category, and today's episode isn't for you. This episode is for the rest of you, which, to be honest, is most of you. Because most people drastically underestimate how many calories they consume and drastically overestimate how many calories they burn and expend by way of exercise. Nutrition research has proven this over and over again. In fact, one study showed that 8% of people overestimated their intake, only 8%, and 11% of people were within 100 calories of how many they actually ate. So do that math. That means that 81% of people underestimated how many calories they consumed. The bottom line, you are probably eating more than you think you are. You're getting more calories than you're giving yourself credit for. But how? I don't get it. I'm so careful. I calorie count. I've heard it all and I understand. It's exactly why I chose today's topic because it's frustrating as hell to feel like you're putting in heaps of effort only to get little results and little reward out. I get it. So let's dive right into the meat and potatoes. In today's episode, I'm sharing six cheeky ways that calories are sneaking into your diet. Number one, you suffer from something called portion distortion. And don't worry, you are not alone. Most Americans suffer from this same thing. 
What exactly is portion distortion? It's when you scoop a spoonful of peanut butter into your smoothie thinking it's a single tablespoon, when in reality it's two, adding an extra 70 calories to that smoothie. It's when you serve yourself a heaping spoonful of rice without realizing that it counts as two servings, 300 calories, rather than the single serving, 150 calories, you thought it was. It's thinking a serving looks like one thing, because bigger is better, right? <laughs> when really it looks very different. And this is why I think it's so important that we are all taught what a single serving of each macronutrient category looks like, because we don't know what we don't know. And until we learn, we will continue to repeat what we've always done. And on that note, I'm not sure I've told you this, but I did my master's dissertation on the eating behaviors of older adults. And the most statistically significant finding was that these older adults, despite nutrition education and marketing efforts, still ate according to what they learned growing up. So if you grew up with huge portions, as most of us did, if you're tuning in here from the States, you might not be aware of just how many calories are on your plate. Research has found that large packaging, large portions, and large containers lead to overeating. And in fact, one study, I find these studies so interesting, so I hope you do too. 158 moviegoers were randomly given either a medium or a large container of free popcorn. And that popcorn was either fresh or 14 days old. Gross, right? Talk about stale. So the moviegoers who were given the fresh popcorn ate 45.3% more popcorn when it was given to them in the large container. Okay, so container size matters, right? But get this, the container size influence was so powerful that even when the popcorn was stale and gross and 14 days old, people still ate almost 34% more popcorn when eating from the large container versus the medium container. Yikes! <laughs> so when we get accustomed to a certain size portion, when something is served to us and it comes in a large quantity, we are more likely to eat more of it. <laughs> so what can you do about this? Well, you can work with a professional to learn what a single serving of protein, fat, vegetables, and carbohydrates looks like. All of my clients walk through this with me on their very first coaching call, and you can learn how to eat according to your hunger and fullness cues rather than the clean your plate mentality. <laughs> and you can be mindful about the serving size of the containers that you use because as research indicates, they might be influencing your consumption. The second way that calories are sneaking into your day is that calorie counting apps and labels lie. Are you ready for your mind to be blown? Just because the nutrition information on a bag of pretzels or chips says it contains 150 calories per serving does not actually mean that it has 150 calories in it. According to FDA labeling laws, there can be a 20% margin of error in calories, in sugars, in total fat, saturated fat, cholesterol, and sodium. So that bag of pretzels or chips could actually have over 170 calories in it, and it would still be in compliance with the law. 
Multiply that across your entire day. Let's say that you think, based on your calorie counting app and the labels on the foods that you've eaten, that you have consumed 1,800 calories, which in this hypothetical situation would put you in a caloric deficit, meaning you are losing weight and making progress. But if we factor for that 20% margin of error, you could have consumed upwards of 2,160 calories that very day essentially making your caloric deficit null and void. No weight loss. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so what can you do about this? Well, don't become overly dependent on labels and calorie counting apps. This is one of the many reasons why I teach my clients how to be successful without them and look to your body for feedback rather than online calculators and labels that might be misleading you. If you are losing weight, great, you're in a caloric deficit. If you're losing weight slowly and at a sustainable rate of half a pound to two pounds per week, great, you're losing weight at a sustainable pace. If you're maintaining, chances are you need to eat a little less and maybe even move a bit more to get into that caloric deficit. And if you're gaining weight, you're eating at a caloric surplus, meaning once again, we have to reduce calories or increase movement or even both in order to create that deficit. Now, once again, this excludes people who have dieted down so far that they have nowhere left to go. Not talking to you. The third way calories are sneaking in, those cheeky little buggers, is you are forgetting to add up all the bites, nibbles, and sips. And these add up really quickly throughout the day. You might have had great, beautifully balanced meals, but you completely forgot about the handful of goldfish you ate when you gave your kids a snack. And you forgot about that small brownie you polished off in the break room because it was the only one left, so you had to eat it, right? Or the latte you grabbed as an afternoon pick-me-up. Or the samples that you had at Costco when you were grocery shopping. <laughs> Oftentimes we can recall what we've eaten for meals, but we suffer from a bit of amnesia when it comes to the bites, nibbles, and sips in between. But these count. All calories count. Whether they're eaten off your plate or someone else's, whether they're chewed or they're sipped through a straw, and whether they're eaten in broad daylight or after dark. They always count. What can you do about this? Get radically honest about your daily eating habits. Keep a temporary food journal and just for a few days, jot down everything everything that you eat and that you nibble and that you sip so that you can go back over it with a curious eye, not a judgmental eye, and examine which things you consumed mindfully and which you consumed mindlessly, working to maximize the former and minimize the latter. Awareness precedes behavior change. If you don't know what's happening, you can't it. You can't work to change it. So before you try to change something, you have to own it and become aware of it first. The fourth way that calories are sneaking in is that you are justifying quantity because of the quality of your food. And what do I mean by this? You're overeating things that are quote healthy because they're good for me, right? Failing to factor that eating too much of anything will keep you from reaching your sustainable weight loss goal. Choosing high quality foods is great. Great. 
Don't misunderstand me and will absolutely serve you from a health quality of life and nourishment perspective. Choose high quality, high nourishing foods, but you can't ignore quantity if weight loss is your goal. Even if you're eating grass-fed beef, homemade granola, dry roasted chickpeas, and natural peanut butter, those foods are great options, but the calories in them, along with a lot of other foods, can add up really quickly, especially if you're struggling with point number one, portion distortion. Make sure, as an aside, you go back and listen to episode number 19. I recorded a podcast episode all about the not so healthy health foods that are sabotaging your fat loss and talking about how these foods are not as goal supportive as you might think. So if you missed that one, or if it's been a while since you've listened to it, circle back around and give that one a listen. Because sometimes we like to think, oh, this thing is healthy. It's good for me. And we justify it without recognizing, well, does it leave me feeling great? And how does it fit into the rest of my day? So what can you do about this? Get really good at listening to your body and understanding your hunger and fullness cues. What does true hunger feel like for you? That's when you're meant to eat. That's when your body is saying, hey, girlfriend, I need some energy. What does reaching satiety feel like for you? And keep in mind, satisfied is different than full. That's when your body says, hey, thanks. I've got enough for now. And if you have no idea how to listen to those hunger and fullness cues, it might be time to work with a professional and figure that out. And maybe if you have no idea how many calories you're consuming, it could be beneficial to conduct a temporary food audit. So those of you listening know, I don't like calorie counting as a long-term tool. In fact, I really discourage it because I want you to be successful without needing an app or any external measure of control. But if you don't know what you're taking in, and how many calories are in certain foods compared to others. It might be beneficial for you to log for a day. Calorie counting is super shitty long-term, but it can be super eye-opening regarding where your calories are coming from, where they're sneaking in, so that you can move forward with an informed and educated perspective. Just a suggestion. It's not for everybody, but it has been really informative for several of my clients. They know they don't want to calorie count long-term, but when we log, they're like, whoa, I didn't realize my Starbucks beverage had that many calories. Or, whoa, I thought I was doing a really great thing by buying this healthy marketed food from the supermarket, but turns out if I just ate the real thing, it's actually better for me and has fewer calories. Some of those eye-opening moments can be really, really helpful. And we need to collect some data in order for us to know what's going on. The fifth way calories are sneaking into your day is that you're wrongfully believing that your four days on make up for your weekends off. This is otherwise known as the restrict binge restrict cycle. And I know you struggle with this. Whether you eat like a rabbit for the first half of your day, only to blow it up once you get home from work, or you eat really clean, once again, hear my air quotes, during the work week, and then you treat yourself to endless meals out and takeout Friday through Sunday, the outcome is the same. 
While it's true that meals out and hyper palatable, really tasty foods are more caloric than most whole foods and balanced meals you might make at home, that's not really the problem here. The problem is that you restrict too much and you eat too little, which always leads to a bounce back binge. And it's not your body's fault. She's just trying to keep you alive. Metabolic adaptations are a survival mechanism. So when you're being starved, eating too few calories, the body sends you more hunger signals and more cravings, and it decreases your energy. Hello, that is your body trying to tell you that she needs food stat. But diet culture teaches us to ignore these symptoms. And if you ignore these signs and symptoms for long enough, it's no surprise. No surprise that you end up eating an endless buffet of pasta, pizza, ice cream, booze, and brownies. So what can you do about this? Make it your mission to powerfully nourish your body at every meal and every day of the week, regardless of whether it's Monday or Saturday. And I know it seems counterintuitive by eating more or eating enough, AKA more than just a latte for lunch or granola bar at breakfast, but eating enough and fueling your body powerfully will prevent the binge from ever needing to happen because your body is being cared for and fed like she deserves. So while yes, you getting takeout and eating at restaurants and snacking on chips and pretzels and cookies and crisps, those things have so many calories in them. But if you have been so strict and so rigid and so deprived for the first part of your week, you're you're done. You're, you've experienced decision fatigue. And by the time the weekend rolls around, you feel like, oh my gosh, I need that. I have to treat myself. I deserve to have these things. So the problem is not really the foods that you're choosing. The problem is the mindset that you have. You don't need to starve yourself to be successful. I should put that on a t-shirt. The sixth way and final way that calories are sneaking into your day is that you're eating mindlessly and distractedly rather than mindfully. When you eat whilst distracted, you might not know this, whether you're in front of the TV, whether you're writing emails or you're scrolling Instagram, your brain is focused on something other than the food that you're eating. After you start eating, it takes 20 minutes or so before your brain begins to send out an I'm full, I've had enough, I'm not hungry anymore signal that turns off your appetite. And if you're hurrying or you're not paying attention because you're trying to multitask like the amazing monster that you are, it's much harder for your brain to communicate with your body and much easier for you to consume far more calories than you need. And think about all the mindless eating occasions that you participate in on a daily basis. How many times have you eaten popcorn while watching a movie? Because that's what you do, only to ask, ooh, why did I eat that? Or maybe you always need something sweet before bed, even though you're still full from dinner. Or what about when you feel like you have to polish off the bread basket or the chips and salsa at the dinner table simply because it's sitting there? and you don't wanna waste it even though you don't need it. And maybe you don't even enjoy it. The list goes on, but the bottom line is, your environment is one of your biggest predictors of success. 
And if you don't set yourself up to enjoy and participate in a mindful eating occasion, you will always find yourself frustrated about not reaching your goals. Because environment is a huge predictor of your success. And mindful eating is a habit that takes time to build and grow. And in my opinion, it's one of the most important habits that we can spend time growing. I've seen this time and time again with my rock stars. They are eating while they're trying to stay at their desk and squeeze in an extra hour of work instead of setting a boundary and leaving their desk and actually enjoying lunch. They're eating breakfast standing over the sink in the morning because they have to rush out the door after taking care of everybody else and saving themselves for last on the priority list. They're eating something else at dinner while they're trying to watch some sort of Zoom meeting while the rest of their family is enjoying this well-balanced meal. They're trying to scarf. No wonder you're not satisfied. No wonder you don't feel good, confident, or comfortable in your own skin. When you start becoming more mindful and self-aware, and when you start respecting your body by setting healthy boundaries and committing to eating mindfully, you will progress so much faster toward your big powerful goal. I've seen it. I've lived it. I know that this is how it works. And it's exactly why I am working on my new Still a Secret project. Because this is the missing link, friend. This is it. In nutrition education out there, you don't get any information on mindful eating or connecting with your body. And I want to fix that. If you've identified that eating emotionally or eating mindlessly or feeling like you're just following rules instead of actually being in your body has been a barrier to reaching your sustainable weight loss goal or to creating this healthy, confident relationship with food, this is for you. I have you in mind because I wish I would have had this. I truly wish I would have had this resource ages ago. So you're going to want the details on this project. Get your name on the exclusive access list. And all that means is you will be the first to get the details when they launch. I'll drop the link in the show notes below. If you are ready to ditch the diet culture roller coaster ride and embrace being a confident, mindful eater who knows how to listen to her body like a champ, this is for you. But for today, I'll leave you with this. I want to encourage you to take a peek at these six cheeky ways that calories might be sneaking into your diet. And I want you to examine, be really honest with yourself, whether something needs to change with your habits, maybe something you've learned, you were taught growing up that you've never changed, and or your environment. Do you need to set some boundaries and actually take a lunch break to ensure that you are eating more mindfully and intentionally and getting to your goals with less frustration, pain, and failure. As always, I hope you heard something today that resonated with you. I hope that one of these six 
things that I shared with you feels like, oh man, this just hit the nail on the head. I never thought about that before. This really is something that I can work on. I always want to share this information and this education with you so that you can go back into your life and apply it starting now, starting today. Don't wait, take action. You deserve to feel fantastic in your body and to realize that nutrition does not have to be an eat less, eat less, eat less kind of game that you play on and off and on and off that diet culture roller coaster ride. It doesn't. You can learn how to powerfully nourish your body and feel fantastic and still reach your sustainable weight loss goal if you choose to have one. If you heard something today that hit you in the feels that you want to try to apply so that you can propel yourself towards progress, snap a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me so that I know you're tuning in and loving the content shared. Catch you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to this episode of the health, wealth, and wisdom podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.